the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. Good morning to my People's Baptist Church family. Good morning to our guests and friends who are here in the sanctuary and worshiping with us online. It's uh, such a wonderful opportunity for us to lift up the name of our God and Jesus Christ who loved us and gave himself for us. And so we're here to lift him up and to give him the glory and the praise that is due to his wonderful name. The title of the message today is Following in the Footsteps of Jesus. Following in the Footsteps of Jesus. Every pastor who seeks to be faithful to the Word of God is tempted to avoid passages which are difficult and appear to go against the prevailing culture. First Peter chapter 2, 18 through 25, that was read for us earlier, is one of these passages. It's about following in the footsteps of Jesus Christ and what it means for us to suffer as his disciples. I trust that this message will be helpful to someone listening to it today and be an encouragement to you just to know that your suffering is not in vain. But suffering is a fact of life. Job stated that we are born to trouble as certainly as the sparks fly upward from a fire. The question we all have is, if God is good, if he has all power in his hands, and if he loves us unconditionally, why does he allow us to suffer so much in this life? C.S. Lewis, the celebrated author and Oxford University professor, once said that suffering is a gift from God. But, uh, brothers and sisters, not all suffering is a gift, nor is all suffering Christian. The list of things that can cause suffering is almost endless. Betrayal, lies, accusations, fraud, deceit, unfair treatment, unjust punishment, humiliation, ridicule, illness, both mental and physical, and you could name uh, any number of other things. American Christians today have a difficult time accepting the truth about suffering as 
presented in the scriptures. That is why the health and wealth gospel became so popular and still is. It is popular to talk about Jesus as the one who solves our problems, improves our self-image, and above all, makes us happy. Sometimes Jesus is presented as the ticket to the good life. But in some Islamic countries and China, to be a Christian means suffering and even death. They, more than us, understand that it is through suffering that we become like our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us look at what the Apostle Peter had to say to the early Christians who were experiencing severe suffering because of their faith in Jesus Christ. And the first point is, following in the footsteps of Jesus means suffering unjustly. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 18 says, uh, Servants, you must obey your masters and always show respect to them. Do this not only to those who are kind and thoughtful, but also to those who are cruel. Now the word used for servant is the same word used for slaves. And so the NIV, the New International Version, um, says slaves, obey your masters. Now I don't want to spend time uh, talking about slavery in the Roman Empire, which was certainly different from slavery uh, here in the U.S. or the Caribbean because that would not be profitable to us. We know a lot of that. We can read uh, the history of, of, of slavery. So the question that I want to raise is, do workers today suffer unjustly? Sure they do. And Peter is telling his readers and us how to live the Christian life in a godly manner in whatever circumstances we find ourselves. You see, verse 19 says, God will bless you even if others treat you unfairly for being loyal to him. You see, this passage is about righteous conduct in an unrighteous society such as we are living in. Doing the right thing when people are not treating you right. Treating others well even when they don't treat you well. That is something that we have to deal with. But let me be clear. Peter is not saying don't get out of a bad situation if you can. If you're in a bad situation, then work on getting out of it. But while you are in that situation, live in a godly manner. Being in a bad situation in life is not an excuse for bad conduct. So is Peter's message practical for today? Sure it is. If we are to serve Jesus Christ in everything we do, whether people are treating us right or they are completely unfair, we are still to act as righteous people. It's in verse 19, Peter gives us the reason why bearing up under unjust treatment or suffering is praiseworthy. He says in the... In the Contemporary English version, God will bless you 
and in the New International Version, says, For it is commendable if a man bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because he is conscious of God. So how can anyone submit to unfair treatment graciously? How do we continue to praise God when we or our loved ones are being mistreated? We endure unjust suffering for one reason and one reason only because of our relationship to God and because he says that this is something that he will bless. Now a series of statements might bring out the meaning of what Peter is saying more clearly. Am I where I am by God's appointment? If he wanted me to be somewhere else, I would be there. If God is good, it must be for my good to be where I am right now. The fact that I can't see any good in my present situation doesn't mean it isn't there. It just means that I can't see it right now. God's promises cover the details of my life, even when the details seem random and out of control. Sometimes God allows things to happen to me and to you that seem unfair and even harsh. But the one thing I can do and you can do is to endure them because you believe and I believe God is right there with us every moment of every day. When we forget that God is involved in the worst moments of our life, a number of things happen to us. We give up in despair. We begin to blame others. We harbor ill will. We act hastily and we seek revenge. This is why Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 11, God will bless you when people insult you, mistreat you, and tell all kinds of evil lies about you because of me. Now, this is revolutionary teaching. And um, Martin Luther King recognized that this is teaching which, which um, was different from what the world was uh, expecting. And so he embraced nonviolence as a strategy for change. And when we endure mistreatment without resentment, we are like Jesus Christ. We break the chain of violence. We demonstrate the power of Christ. We prove our confidence in God's justice. And we baffle unbelievers. But the second point is, Following the footsteps of Jesus means suffering patiently. 1 Peter 2, 19 and 20, in the New Living Translation, second edition says, For God is pleased when conscious of his will, you patiently endure unjust treatment. Of course, you get no credit for being patient if you are beaten for doing wrong. But if you suffer for doing good and endure it patiently, God is pleased with you. To patiently deal with suffering, even when it is unjust, has the favor of God, says Peter. Peter does acknowledge that the suffering of the Christians to whom he was writing is unjust. 
That is a reality of life. Because life is not fair due to sin. And as a father of four children, I understand how hard it is to teach children that life is not fair. You do something to, to one or you give something to one, and they said, well, it isn't fair. Well, who said life is fair? There is injustice all around us, especially towards minorities, black people, people of color. What is really sad is when you bump into adults who have not accepted the fact that life is unfair, especially to certain groups of people. You see, we are part of a corrupt, rebellious world system that is full of people and institutions that do not recognize the inherent dignity of every human being. That is why there was slavery in this country for two and a half centuries. And now there's one state in the country that is trying to whitewash slavery and to deny our children the right to know their history. Amen. So we live today with the realities of racism, physical violence, war, poverty, injustice, and so many things that affect us as a people. Many have asked, how could God ask us to restrain our feelings, withhold our, our, our anger, overlook our rights, and hold our tongues while evil people take advantage of the most vulnerable among us? Because he is God and is in absolute control of every situation and every circumstance that affects his children. Remember, God is the one who provides, protects, strengthens, and wants us to exercise patience as his broad-bought children. This message is not for the world. It is for believers, people who are members of the kingdom of God, who um, view life differently because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, just suppose... You could speak to those who have gone on to be with the Lord. Everyone has a different story, yet everyone has a tale of suffering. One was persecuted by family and friends. Another was inflicted with pain and disease. Another was bereaved of children. Another had to serve time in prison. But you will notice that though the water was deep, they all have reached the other side. Not one of them blamed God for the road they had to travel. Salvation is their only cry. Are there any of you today murmuring about your circumstances, your lot in life? This is the way God leads all of his redeemed children through suffering. We should not consider ourselves any better than our Lord who suffered for doing God's will. So view your suffering as part of God's will for your life and receive it with thanksgiving. Don't go looking for suffering, but don't run from it either. Listen to Peter in, in 1 Peter chapter 3, 13 through 18. Peter says, 
Now who will want to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you suffer for doing what is right, God will reward you for it. So don't worry or be afraid of their threats. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you believe, because you belong to Christ. Remember, it is better to suffer for doing good, if that is what God wants, than to suffer for doing wrong. Christ suffered for our sins once for all time. He never sinned, but he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but he was raised to life in the Spirit. Wonderful passage, which we need to read over and over again. But let's, let's move to the third point. Following in the footsteps of Jesus means suffering sacrificially. First Peter 2, 21 to 24. After all, God chose you to suffer as you follow in the footsteps of Christ, who set an example by suffering for you. Christ did not sin or ever tell a lie. Although he was abused, he never tried to get even. And when he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he had faith in God who judges fairly. Christ carried the burden of our sins. He was nailed to the cross so we would stop sinning and start living right. By his cuts and bruises, you are healed. You see, when we are insulted, our natural inclination is to return an insult for an insult. But Jesus Christ chose another way. As the Negro spiritual puts it, he never said a mumbling word. Do you think Jesus was a helpless victim that day on the cross? He was the Son of God. He had the power to call down a legion of angels to set him free. He had but to say the word, and all of heaven would come to his aid. But he never said that word. It would have been easy for Peter to have said to his readers who were suffering, follow Jesus and all will be well. He will make you happy and rich. Follow him and you will have an easy life. But it wouldn't have been true. And it wouldn't have helped his readers in the first century. Let me pose a hypothetical question for a moment. What if Jesus had answered back when he was attacked? What if he had retaliated? What if he had insulted Herod, mocked Pilate, and used his divine powers to escape the Roman soldiers? He could have fought back. He could have told them off and even worked a miracle to free himself. But what if he had? We would not be saved today. 
we would still be in our sins. We would still be lost and on our way to hell. He entrusted himself to God in his suffering, and the result was our salvation. We are going to heaven because Jesus did not lose his temper on the cross. And what will happen if we do for others what Jesus did for us? Perhaps our silence will convict them. Perhaps our kindness will disarm them. When you resist the urge to get even, when you stop claiming your rights, when you give up trying always to be understood, when you give up your anger and bitterness, do you know what happens? You become like Jesus Christ. And that's when your life begins to change the people around you. Often the tongue is the last outpost in the battle between flesh and spirit. Peter emphasizes that Jesus was silent when he was mistreated. How hard it is for us to follow Jesus' example. Nowhere is the power of the cross seen more effectively than when the righteous suffer and in their suffering rejoice instead of complaining. Jesus is not just our savior from sin. He is our example when we suffer unjustly. As the writer to the Hebrews tells us in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2, we must keep our eyes on Jesus who leads us and makes our faith complete. He endured the shame of being nailed to a cross because he knew later on he would be glad he did. Now he is seated at the right side of God's throne. So keep your mind on Jesus, who put up with many insults for sinners. Then you won't get discouraged and give up. You see, there's nobody like Jesus. His word is true. His love is real. His ways are just. His grace is sufficient. His burden is light. His power is unlimited. His mercy is great. His blessings are many. His joy is unspeakable. His peace is perfect. His presence is precious. His miracles are matchless. And his heaven is glorious. There is just nobody like Jesus. And we are called to follow in his footsteps. So while we walk this pilgrim pathway, clouds will overshadow the sky. But when traveling days are over, not a shadow, not a sigh. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus. We will sing. Yes, we will sing and we will shout the victory. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. 
you can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.